Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. G'day, fellas. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fan-deadly-tastic, Sando. I'm not doing too bad, mate. Oh, that's good. Hold on a second. Something a little bit suspicious there. Oh. Some, I think I just heard something a little bit suspicious there. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> what are you talking about? I think one of us is not who he says he is. I think one of us might be not doing too well right now, Zach. Isn't that right? Yeah. What? <laughs> no, no, no. There's plenty of stuff in there. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah? I can tell by your voice that you also agree with me that Zach's been a little bit weird right now. What? I'm I'm not going to lie, mate. I was going to say something. Oh, crikey, Billabong Wallaby. What are you guys on about? Wait a second. I'm totally legitimate. <laughs> Australians don't say words like that in regular conversation. I what? think you're British, Zach. I think you're actually British and you're pretending to have an Australian you know, accent. What Australians are meant to say is that they're going to go put a shrimp on the barbie... Right? Yeah. Not talking about wallabies that, and bingabo- billabongs. That's absolutely poppy. Co- uh, oh, no. I've been found out. I have. <laughs> and the joke there, listeners, is that Ben is actually British. <laughs> wow. Who would have thought that was leading up to that? Wow. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the show where the intros are almost as bad as some of the movies. Woo! But right now, the movies are kind of decent-ish, I guess. I mean, we'll talk mm. about this week's one in a second, but... Oh, sorry, I forgot one thing. Oh, what? I forgot what? one thing, one what? thing, one thing. What, what? what a fucking intro, lads! <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now we've got the Australian portion of that. Yeah, well, if you couldn't tell by that, we're reviewing an Australian movie this week. It's called Dark Age. On the show, we'll be review films from 1987 in the order they came out in. My name is Sandro. That liar over there is Zach. Oh, blimey, wallaby, billabong. <laughs> wow. And our guest this week from Twitch, it's Ben Pepsi. Hello. Hello. I'm Ben Pepsi. My favourite kind of Pepsi. Yeah, we'll start off. Tell us what you do, what things, because you are on Twitch. What do you stream? What do you do over there? What do you talk about? What do I do on Twitch? Well, I play a game called Dead by Daylight. You know, words are hard. Yeah. Mm. I, I, we created this language, and I can't even, I can't even speak it m- it's myself. It's the worst one, to be yeah, honest. It really is. Out of all of them? It really is. I'm not a fan. But I, I stream a game called Dead by Daylight on Twitch. I try and promote a positive environment, safe space for everyone. It's a horror game, but I try and be as like wholesome, take away from like make it as funny as possible. That's me. Excellent. Nice. And you're also our first UK guest, so that's nice. Wow. There you go. It's an honor. <laughs> it's not. Um, uh, I mean, sorry, did I say that out loud? Whoops. Um, and we usually start off the show, Zach, with first impressions of Dark Age. What did you think? All right, my first first impressions is what the heck is Dark Age of a name? Like, yeah, what? <laughs> this did not set the tone of the movie at all. 
What? Why is it called Dark Age? I don't. I don't know why. And please, someone explain it to me. I'm not saying that one of the alternative titles are better and suit the film a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, but they do, and and look out for that <laughs> segment. Well, on, so. I really want to know, because goodness gracious me, that name sucks. But also, the movie doesn't suck. I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I was... I was surprised in a few moments. For the most part, I thought it was, like, on par with uh, Razorback, yes. which we did a while back. But I thought it improved on Razorback in a few bits and mm. was lesser in other aspects. It improved on Razorback for me, uh, particularly in the end, when it wasn't a giant pig running around and <laughs> abandoned. No, that's the bit that I, that's the bit that's worse than the other movie for sure. Razorback I, is definitely a horror. This is more of a drama. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're two different genres. I feel like the climax of Razorback had its highs. I also felt this one did as well. What about the moment when Razorback burst through a house, killed a kid and then exploded the house? It's this film. It's the best. Maybe you should go check out our episode on Razorback. Hey, episode ninety something. What a plug! I was I was gonna say the number, but I don't remember either. I think it's ninety something. I don't know. Ben, what did you think of Dark Age? Very Australian, very mm. <laughs> like from all like the stereotypes uh, you have from like of Australia. It's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should say the reason we got you on to do an Australian movie is because you're moving here next year. Oh yes, I am. And so we yeah. were like, we got to prepare you for the Australian experience. Yeah, you got to look out for crocodiles. Got I'm ready. I'm ready to be in by killer crocs. There we go. <laughs> or you just avoid them by I don't know, staying out of the water. <laughs> wow, <laughs> incredible. It's easier than it sounds, but like, if I see something shiny in the water, like I'm gonna go. No, it was it was a good film. It was a good film. I liked it. Was it good? Mm. Uh, like, was it a genuinely good film, or are you like it's good for an eighties movie that's kind of low budget? Like, what, like what do you think? Yeah, in terms of that? yeah, that's probably the better way to describe it. <laughs> this is definitely not the best movie we've seen this year. We will go through Dark Age in depth very shortly, but first, it's time to plug our Patreon because last Wednesday <laughs> a brand new episode came out, Zach, and that episode was on the Untouchables <laughs> with Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Look at that. <laughs> that was a terrible. That was a terrible. I usually do a better one. But yeah, if you, if you do want to hear our thoughts on a good movie, probably over on Patreon, you can. You should check it Rich, out. A link's in the description. I am a good actor, a terrible person. <laughs> the movie was, was pretty good. You sound like a muppet. <laughs> link in the description. All right, Duck Edge. Um, was one of many, many, many options that came out this week in '87. Zach, should we go through all of the movies? <laughs> Good lord, yes. I want to go through them, but I don't I don't know if I want to describe all of them. Yeah, that's fair enough. You had the choice of Blood Diner, two cannibalistic brothers kill various young women to use their flesh as part of a new special dish at their rundown restaurant. Oh boy. Uh, we had Full Metal Jacket, hmm. Stanley Kubrick's uh, war movie, Made to Order, A Millionaire Gets a Job as a Maid, uh, <laughs> Oh... C and Stiggs. Yep. National Lampoon Teen Comedy. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. No. Two. Ugh. Nerds in Paradise. No, no, Definitely no. not. No, no, Avoid no, Avoid no, that no. like the plague. Big no. The Squeeze. 
Uh, Michael Keaton accidentally gets involved in a murder investigation, which has the best poster, as Ben pointed out. Oh, yeah, it's him in between the two uh, Twin Towers, but they're being squeezed together. Uh, The whistleblower, Michael Caine, uh, investigates the mysterious death of his son. (laughs) White Water Summer is the last one. And it's Kevin Bacon takes on a bunch of boys in an outdoor adventure. So, a lot of movies that came out this week. A lot week, of movies. And we picked... Jesus Christ. The one that wasn't the Oscar winner, but the one that was Australian. <laughs> yep. Which I feel like is just the same, really. Equivalent. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Pretty much. So, it was released July 10th in 1987. And by released, I mean it was premiered and then never shown again in cinemas until like 2009 because it didn't get a theatrical release uh but technically it premiered in the cinema so we're counting it uh july 10th was when that happened yeah except i looked it up and when i google it it says 1988 so i don't know yeah because i think that's the american release date probably that's what IMDb said was July 10th. And you know what, IMDb, you're usually wrong, but I will say you're right on this one for the sake of the episode. Yep. Uh, directed by a guy called Arch Nicholson, who started off making documentaries and then went into the feature film business. All his films are made for TV, um, aside from th- this one. Uh, but one of them looks quite interesting, which is called Fortress. And the premise is, uh, after being kidnapped by four masked men, a teacher and her students rebel by plotting against the criminals, which sounds kind of fun. When you said this, the film, or most of his films were made for TV, except this one, I wasn't expecting the except this one. Part. Yeah. <laughs> This one felt felt like it was it would be a good TV movie because there were there were bits in the movie where it, like there were big cutaways and then someone gets murdered by the crocodile. Cut to next morning where the you know the guys are all there investigating the scene. That felt like there was an ad break between you know. Yeah. Yeah. That felt like it was made for an ad break. The movie is very PG for being for being rated MA. It is, but there is a lot of gore. Yeah, like <laughs> one scene especially I was not expecting. I think everybody's going to be like, I did not expect that either. Uh, he actually died three years after making this movie to ALS, unfortunately, in 1990. Aww. But um, he's good. He's done some good stuff. The movie is also written by Sonia Berg, a German-Australian writer. Uh, she adapted the screenplay from a book called Newman Worry by Graham Webb. Uh, for the cast, there's John Garrett as Ranger Steve. He's done heaps of Australian films like Picnic at Hanging Rock. He's also the serial killer in the Wolf Creek series, which is coming back soon. And uh, yeah, look, he's the main character and he's okay, I thought. He's all right. Um, he butchered a conversation at the very start with the lady, that conversation to her to listen to. But it was it was both ends of that conversation to her. I don't know. It was the most awkward conversation I've ever heard in my existence. There were a lot of awkward conversations. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's just a, a writing issue rather than them. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I, I was just like, what the heck is going on? Um... <laughs> But, but it was good. Yeah. It was right. He's, I he's... could believe he was a ranger. He had a good range of emotions. <laughs> yeah. That's what all Australians are like, by the way. All of them. You know. Every single one. That's what I've got. To... Okay. Right. Every single one. Correct. Right, so everyone's a, everyone's a ranger. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, if yeah. they're white. <laughs> so playing Kathy, the other end of that awkward conversation is Nikki Coghill. Uh, she's from Neighbours. There's also Max 
Phillips. I think he's the bad hunter guy. He's Toadie in Mad Max 2, um, so he's cool in that. Oh. Um, playing the indigenous elder is Burnham Burnham, uh, who was an activist, author, actor. Um, he was also, yeah, he, he was only in three films, but all three films came out in 1987, which is very interesting. And they all look kind of good. One of them's about nuclear weapon testing. The other one is a sequel to the movie The Howling, which was directed by Joe Dante, who directed last week's movie. So there's connections everywhere. Wow. He was cool. I liked him. David Gulpil is in this as well. He is Neville Bell in the two Crocodile Dundee movies. Uh, So he's there. And finally, Ray Meager plays Rex, the Rangers racist Mr. Boss Man. Uh, He is the longest continuing performer in an Australian TV role. He holds that title because he's been on Home and Away since 88. And he's still on it. And that show's still going. (laughs) Ah, yes. Home and Away, the Australian icon. Ben, you should watch the entire series. Yeah, the entire. Okay. Yeah. All of Home and Away. Or alternatively, you could just not. That's, <laughs> That's the other option. One of those options: watch it or don't. Mm. <laughs> oh. But if you pick don't, you can't ever watch it. Okay. I'm going to go with, I'm not going to watch it then. That's fair. That's the correct choice. <laughs> I know that um, our soap opera Neighbours is more popular in the UK than it is here in Australia, but probably is Home and Away also popular over there? I don't know if we've exported that one. No, mm. I, don't, I don't think so. Mm. I know definitely Neighbours. Yeah. But not Home and Away. Because we're, here we've got, we've got our own like range of soap operas. That everyone watches. Yeah. Coron- Coronation Street, EastEnders, mm-hmm. Emmerdale, mm-hmm. Hollyoaks. Yeah, we don't get any of those here. No, I'm not surprised. You don't You don't want them. I'm, I'm sure if I was into soap operas, those names would be familiar. That's a funny joke that you just said there, someone being into soap operas. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. I, I don't get with soap operas how there's always something going on that's just way too extreme. Mm. <laughs> like someone, someone dies every week. <laughs> I don't get it. How is so, so, like one small village so eventful? Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the um the theory that uh there's one like British crime TV show about a lady who helps out the detectives or whatever, and the film theory is she. He's the murderer because every week there's someone else that's died (laughs) and she solves it. You know, she helps the detective solve it. But, you know, every week someone dies in this one tiny British village, you know, (laughs) it's like, whoa, that's really weird. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the reception of Dark Age. It's got 100 percent. On Rotten Tomatoes, massive number, but it's based off six reviews, so, you know. (laughs) So for the critic score, not great. For the audience score, it's only 42%. But again, it's off like just under 200 reviews. So it's still, it's, it's not that accurate, unfortunately. Uh, it's like 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. So yeah, okay. It's got a bit of a cult following. People call it Australian's Jaws, which I guess it is. Quentin Tarantino is a massive fan of this movie, apparently. Uh, he loves it. <laughs> I bet he does. What a lad. There's no feet in the movie, so I don't know why he likes it. Yeah, what? Uh, There's a hand. There is a mm, hand. There's lots of hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he likes it because it's good. But nah, that, that can't be it. Mm, that can't nah, be it. that can't be right. <laughs> Surely. I mean, the crocodile grabs people by the feet and drags them down, mm. so maybe he can relate to he that relates on a to personal the level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He likes ambushing people from below and dragging them <laughs> to the water. He's an interesting guy. What a, what a lad. 
Uh, according to what I could find, this cost four and a half million dollars, which is very expensive uh, for a film like wow. this. It wasn't theatrically released in Australia, as I mentioned, so we have no idea how much it made. Well, that's a bit unfortunate. Which means moving on to the taglines. Ben, taglines from the 80s, they're incredible. So I've got the true taglines here, and then also, because there weren't enough taglines, I got a bunch of the alternative titles to kind of pad out this bit. So uh, mm. you're going to pick your favourites and it's going to be really fun. Oh, I love, I love it when the teacher tells me it's going to be really fun because I know then for a fact that it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's going to be so good. All right, go, go ahead. The first tagline is, Just when you thought it was safe down under. <laughs> I'm, I mean, do we think it's safe down under? Oh, yeah, no, we started doing this last week. Does that tagline get a thumb up or a thumb down? I'm I'm going to go thumb down just because, from a British perspective, it's inaccurate because no one thinks it's safe down under. That is true, that is true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a, a thumbs down under. Ooh! The second tagline is, Death is only one bite away. <laughs> These are terrible. So bad. That could be easily a Jaws one as well. It's really trying its hardest. I'm getting air thumbs down. I feel like the first one was better though, because at least it had down under in it, and I appreciate that. Alright, those are the those are the two taglines. Both of them suck. Here's some alternative titles for the movie. In Germany, the film was called Crocodile, Killer from the Dark Age. See, that makes so much more sense. Yes. Rather than just being Dark Age. Yes, which made no fucking sense. Yeah, well, in Norway, the film was just known as Crocodile Hunter, which I feel like is anti the point of the film. Because they don't want to, like, hunt it. It, Maybe if the movie had made it more of a twist, Mm. like, hey, we're going to now save the crocodile, and less like, okay, we're going to talk to you, okay, you say we should save it, all right, we should do that instead. Like, if they made it more of a dramatic twist then maybe that name would work because it works with your preconceptions of the Mm, movie. True, true. Um, But it doesn't, so I'm going to give that a wavy thumbs down. Yeah, I'm giving it a thumbs down. Well, you haven't heard the last one, which is uh, the not just the Philippines alternative title, it's the alternative title for the bootleg that was going around in the Philippines. And that title is Blood Surf 2. (laughs) What? Two? As in it's a, a, a sequel? What? <laughs> to what? I have no idea what the original Blood Surf is. Maybe it's Jaws. Mate, ooh. I was about to say two thumbs down, but I'll give it two thumbs maybe. Oh. Okay, according to Google, Blood Surf came out in the year 2000. What? And I can't really find any movies before that that were called Blood Surf. Two thumbs down. <laughs> two thumbs down because it's not a sequel to anything. <laughs> good stuff that was the worst all right uh we go through the movie plot details ahoy spoilers spoilers for everything it opens with some font jack did you like the font uh i i did take note of the font i was like yeah fonts are right it's a little little classic white sort of you know but what i really loved was the music in the background the music was pretty great you got the bump 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 it was pretty good I liked I liked the little backstory where it uh, had the Numerwara, which is the uh, indigenous Australian word for crocodile. Giant saltwater crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I I would have liked it maybe if that was the 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 title or something like. I think that would have been a better title. Even just calling it like Numerwara. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because that's the name of the book as well. But obviously, they were they were trying to get it for something a bit more recognisable, like the words Dark Age for some reason. But that's such a terrible... Why is it called Dark Age? <laughs> well, what a terrible I guess, name. I guess, spoilers, uh, I guess, like, the... It's implied the crocodile's been around for, like, centuries. Yeah, but that's, like, one tiny <laughs> plot point in the whole movie that doesn't have any effect on the plot whatsoever. Uh, so Ranger Steve. Ranger Steve is doing ranger things. If you don't know what a ranger is, a ranger is like a park ranger. It goes around wildlife and it's like, oh, are things all good here? Go away, poachers. You suck. That's what a ranger does. That's a ranger's job. Yeah, I like how they don't arrest the poachers at any point. Yeah, like, even says that they're poaching, and then just, like, mm. okay. <laughs> but it's never got into, but, um, boy, I wish he would, he'd punched them earlier. No, those poachers suck. What a bunch of uh, bad guys, am I right, fellas? Definitely. Well, the first time that we see the poachers, I believe they're all drinking from a giant slab of XXXX, which was very Australian, and I was like, huh. 4X gold, hell yeah. yeah. 4X. I was like, how about now that? Now we're truly getting into the Australian part of the movie, where you get some 4X gold. <laughs> they're all, like, throwing beer cans everywhere, <laughs> cracking them open. <laughs> it's like, this is way more Australian. Yeah, let's go shoot some crocodiles. <laughs> Australia, where convicts. No, but the poor, guy, the poor guys didn't want to go. Mm. They just probably wanted to stay back and drink their beer. But like, no, the one guy was just like, nope, I'm going. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. That's right, that's and then right. they're the ones that, oh, they're the ones that die. Yeah, because they all go out on a boat at night on a tinny. Mm. Uh, I think this is what they call the boats. Was it a dinghy? It might, it might be. Oh, I think I have a quote. Yeah, dinghy, dinghy. Um, because later on, well, we'll get to it. I, I have a quote that calls it a dinghy. Okay. Uh, they get warned by Udamundi. Oh, yes. Yeah, Udamundi's like, hey, yo, don't go out onto the water. You're gonna, you're gonna die, <laughs> idiot. Yeah, because he's, he's saying how there is, yeah, a dangerous crocodile. Because he knew it was there. And we find out later why he knows, but yeah. He's like, hey, yo, don't go out on the water, idiot. And they're like, shut up, idiot. We're going out on the water. Shoot some crocodiles. Yeehaw. Bang, bang. <laughs> so they head out into the water. They're killing crocodiles left, right, and center. It's honestly quite distressing. Mm. Yeah. And then one of them is racist. One of them says something quite racist. And I was like, okay, that guy's going to die. And then he does. He gets mm. eaten by a crocodile. Good. Karma. So don't be racist, kids. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> Only in Australia. That's what you think. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I liked, I liked, I'm going to throw it out here, that they use lights, um, because that's a thing that real rangers and other things do, because uh, crocodiles' eyes reflect light. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they use big lights. Uh, unfortunately, when they find a caricature of a croc, his eyes don't reflect at all. Yeah, look. Which is, <laughs> which is a slight discrepancy. Look, it's a fake um, crocodile. Uh, what, what, what did you think of the fake crocodile, Ben? Was it a scary fake crocodile or was it a laughable fake crocodile? <laughs> it's pretty, pretty laughable. Yeah. <laughs> they tried. Mm. They tried. With the budget they had, they tried. Uh, I think that's where all the budget went to, though. Just the crocodiles. <laughs> 
I think it was much better on land than it was in water. Yeah, it kind of was. On land, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like an actual crocodile. Wow, that's actually quite impressive. And every now and then, there's like close-ups of its eyes when it blinks, and that's clearly like some mm. some B-roll they've taken that they've just kind of splashed in there. But yeah, on land, it did look better. Also, they never show the crocodile ever like attacking anything. I think there's one shot with it chomping down on a leg, but that looked kind of fake. Oh, uh, so- there was one. There was one where it was like a... like two frames and we'll get to it we'll get to it because i'll talk about it because i thought it was pretty brutal okay yeah i think i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) yeah anyway they spot the crocodile and like oh that's a that's a big croc we better not mess with it and the guy's like no 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 no. we gotta we gotta get this croc and they're like oh i don't know we're gonna die in the next scene and he's like no 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 let's let's kill it let's kill it and so they, they grab uh, the gun, start shooting at it, and then it whew, it disappears. Oh, where'd it go? It uses the stealth maneuver. It's a very stealthy crocodile. I like that. It's a smart crocodile. Yeah. So it knows. It's a knower. It tosses the boat, you know, crunches on a few bodies. We get a, a few uh, amazing water effects I wrote down very specifically. It's where they're in the water and we see hands flailing about and yep. red dye. Yep. Uh, blood. Yeah. Um... Yeah. It was blood. It was not dye. <laughs> yep, it was blood. Look, I didn't really find this film scary at any points, but that could be because I've watched a lot of these sort of films. Ben, did you find a? Were you tensed up for anything? Or no. Like... <laughs> no, not really. And like, I don't <laughs> like horror films, so Mm-mm. me to say that, like, it was fine. Is that a negative on the film? I mean, it tries to claim itself as a horror film, mm. so mm. a bit, yeah. I'd say that's a negative because it wasn't really a horror film, more just like a thriller or drama. Whereas I think I think that's where Razorback had the advantage was it was a bit more horror film. But Razorback also wasn't very scary. It was more just like no. laughably <laughs> over the top. <laughs> so. But it, it wasn't for lack of trying. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, yeah, most of the poachers are dead. The next morning, the elder is like, oh, they didn't come back last night. The boat's not tied up at the dock. So he heads off with a bunch of his friends and and they find the one surviving poacher on the side of the river. Proper bad luck. Good boat, that dinghy. <laughs> I like that line. Because he's like... It's not that his friends died, it's the boat. It's the boat, it's the boat's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're poachers, yeah. I thought that, that was a good line. That was a very good line. So he takes them to see Steve, the park ranger. The poacher actually blames Steve. He's like, this is all your fault. You're meant to be out here looking for dangerous big crocodiles like this one. It's all your fault my friends died. It's all your fault. It was one of your crocs. Yeah, Ranger Steve, who was just meant to be passing by this little town, was just meant to be here for a little bit to make sure nothing was wrong, now has to stay here and deal with this killer crocodile. And who else is staying in the town? Why, it's none other than the worst plot point of the movie. I mean, his (laughs) (laughs) ex-partner. I wrote down, the most awkward conversation with a woman ever. It's the most awkward... And I thought I had awkward conversations with women. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I will never feel better about myself than watching this scene play through. Their storyline was annoying. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like it either. It was very expected. I knew it was coming. Mm. I'm glad I'm not dating either of them. (laughs) Um, That's all I can say. Throughout the movie, there's a bunch of scenes where Mr. Ranger Steve, I'm just going to keep calling him that now, I guess. He's like, um, oh, here's a bunch of reasons why we shouldn't be together. And he was just like listening to them all. And I was like, yeah. 
Yeah, no, you make a good point. Can we move on? Why are you together? <laughs> Why are you still trying to... Yep. He just kept re-repeating. He just kept repeating. These are the reasons. And then he gets home. These are the reasons. Like, just... Oh, my God. And I also noticed that her emotions, like, flew all over the place constantly. Yeah. She was whatever move the plot wanted her to be in. She was in a, don't talk to me, I hate you, you suck. Next scene, she's like, oh, I, 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 good luck out on the water, you know, I hope you mm. stay safe. You don't, got this. Don't, be don't talk to me, I hate you. There is a bit of no middle ground for her performance. It's either a one or a ten, which is a bit yes. annoying. Yeah. There's also a pretty saucy sex scene between the two of them. Uh, yeah. And by saucy, I mean a close up on nipples, and that's it. That's that's all. That's that's it. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's all you need. Really. The close. That's the closest you get to the feet for Tarantino. You get the knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get the knees. He's like, oh, there's some solid kneecaps right there. This is a good kneecap, right? <laughs> Ranger Steve joins the poacher and the elder and they head out into the river to look for the bodies of the people that were killed. They don't find them. They do find a hand, though. They do find the bo- They find the first body and then they find a hand. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But the first body wasn't... Um, so it, that dr- I think they said he drowned. Whereas the other guy, I, f- I have a strong feeling that the rest of him was eaten by the croc. <laughs> no, no, don't mean, mean to make assumptions, but yeah. I think the croc had a hand in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ranger Steve just takes his hand away. While that's all happening, we cut to Kathy. She is being a bit of a lifeguard. <laughs> no, no, she isn't. She's being a pretty shitty lifeguard. That's no. <laughs> she didn't do a very good job. Yeah, what happens, Ben? What happens in this scene? <laughs> well, uh, you're, you're making me explain the scene? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Ben. I, uh, there's no person more qualified <laughs> oh. to, to dictate the scene out to us. Please, detail by detail. So... As would be expected, the the croc shows up out of nowhere. Whoa. And, you know, there's a bunch of kids playing in the water. She runs over. She's like, oh, I've got to get there. Guys, get out. You got this. You're going to get out. And then all the parents start to notice, like, get out. Mm. This one kid just stands there and she stands there. And then she decides to go, but nah, too late. Yeah. Dead. It was pretty brutal. We see the croc chomping down on the kit. Look, it looks kind of fake, but we see it. You, you definitely see it. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is where we get like mm. the two frames where it actually like chomps down on someone. And it's the fact that it happened to be a kid. Yeah, that's... it's pretty It's pretty distressing. Yeah. yeah. This is one of those scenes where if they just got out in time, I'd have said, oh, if this movie had actually murdered a kid, I would give it a goodie. But they did it. <laughs> they just straight up did it. I, I did not <laughs> expect this. This came way out of left field for me. I thought I thought the kid, like all the kids were just going to get out. And then it's just like, a, oh, it was close. The, the croc almost like mm. killed a kid. But no, like. I thought maybe they would have done, like, a dog or something. No. No. No, they went straight to a child. Oh, my and then God. They gave, and then they gave the kid a backstory. Yeah, and then they <laughs> went into, well, you see, the reason why Numan Rari chose the kid was because the kid was quite sick, always in and out of the doctors. He's been in hospital. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh, great. Oh, no. I feel so much better now that he's dead. Oh, no. <laughs> this poor, sickly child. So, 
Ranger Steve and the Elder are on the same page. They're like, all right, if we if we tell uh, people to kill the croc, all the crocs are going to die. There's not many of them around here, and we don't want them to completely go away. So we're not going to do that. That's going to be a bad thing. The white people are going to kill all of the crocodiles. But we see the newspaper already printed a story about the death of a kid, and now all the poachers, all the hunters are like, we got to go get this crocodile. So we get a, a, a montage of them all cracking tinnies, and them all um, loading guns, and them all shooting crocs. <laughs> because it's just, it's just Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a regular day in the outback. <laughs> Couple of VBs, let's go shoot some salt waters. Mm. <laughs> bang, bang. It's a very Australian montage. <laughs> <laughs> the crocodiles explode. It kind of looked like the crocodiles were, were like made out of watermelon or something with the sort of chunks that it did. No, it did. Absolutely. I'm sure some of them were. <laughs> it was amazing. I liked the quote, yeah, when Steve goes to see his boss and is like, see what's happened? I told you not, not to let the poachers go out and do this. The crocs have been here for thousands of years and we've made them almost extinct in 20. Yeah, it's, it's a good line. That's, that's a very good line. I liked when the, the guy went, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just after that. But that's where the film's like current, talking about like animals going mm. extinct, like even though they've been around for so long. I think I, li- I like that, that idea about it. Yeah. Very realistic. It's like in that sense. Like that's still relevant today. Then there's the whole storyline about how Kathy finds a painting of Newman Wari and says the painting has the same scars that the crocodile has. What do you think of that whole thing, Ben, that the film is kind of alluding that this is this ancient crocodile that's been around for ages? Did she really like see when, when, when the kid was being <laughs> brutally eaten... <laughs> Did she really pay attention to all the scars and the lines on the back of the crocodile? (laughs) (laughs) She was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, okay. That's a lot of scars. Wow. I like that pattern. That's just... Oh, the kid's dead. Oops. Oh, shit. I (laughs) I should have really been paying attention to the child. Maybe I shouldn't have stood there for five seconds observing (laughs) the scar. That was it. That's why she was standing there for five seconds and not saving the child. She was looking at the scars. Oh, it makes so much sense now. The plot makes sense. No plot. <laughs> I did. I did like. I did like the overall story though, with the like croc being this ancient yeah. spirit croc thing. Oh yeah, that was great. The dreaming croc. I really liked that. That's that. I liked that better than Razorback in its story wise, at least. Oh yeah, like Razorback very much feels like oh, white Australia out in the bush killing pigs. Whereas this movie, <laughs> yes, um, yeah, does tie in some this, more. This has like a story, yeah. and the story was quite good in this one. So yeah. this is where this one gets a point over Razorback. Mm. You know, yeah, definitely. Ranger Boy and his uh, lover girl. They go to a restaurant. They have some shenanigans where he tries to explain why their relationship wasn't working. Uh, Which is completely unnecessary to the plot. mm, Like, (laughs) yep. But they really want to enforce that he's figured it out. Except I don't think he ever says how he figured it out. He, He just tries to say it and then they get interrupted over and over again till they leave the restaurant. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore because they keep getting interrupted. Yep. Did they even pay for that bottle of wine? They did. They did. He did pull out money from his wallet. I took note. I was like, because he grabbed the bottle. 
And I was like, oh, yep, that's Yellowtail. That makes sense. Or was it... Maybe it was Jacob's Creek. Yellowtail. We have Yellowtail here. But I did note that he did pay for it because he grabs like a fistful of notes and just chucks them down. <laughs> I always notice they do that like in films. If someone's just walking out of a restaurant, they grab out just a random amount of money. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. who knows if it's enough or if it's too much? It's, they just do it. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a single person ever do that in my life. Like, who would? No. It's very odd. Well, because, like, I guess it makes sense for American movies because they tip their waiters and stuff over there. We don't hear because mm. um, our waiters get paid uh, the amount they're owed. Mm. Ha-ha, jokes. Imagine, imagine. Uh, ima- uh, uh, here, here, here is just here is just an option. Yeah. Mm. Tipping's an option. No one does it. Yeah, I can see how in American movies it would make sense because it's like, keep the money yeah. as a tip, whereas here, you know. Oh, you're throwing money away, mate. What are, what are you doing? Yeah, what if you just threw away your savings by accident? Yeah, <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you go to the restaurant at all if you're just going to leave after getting the bottle? Why don't you just go to the grog shop, grab a couple of bottles, <laughs> save you the trip? Exactly. Know? And I'm sorry, even, even if I'm not necessarily hungry, but I'm at a restaurant, I'm still going to eat. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I still <laughs> eat. Even if I know I can't finish something, I would just be like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. I want food. That's true. I'm not hungry, but I do want this food. We've stayed on the scene far too long. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they go home, but they meet one character, and that's where I was going with this. They meet the local bum, the local drunk. Yes. I don't think I wrote down his name. Yeah, I, can't I, I don't think he has a uh, name. Because <laughs> he, he says, uh, good on you, like Derek or something, whatever his name was. Derek's pretty good. Yeah, De- Derek. Yeah. Yeah. So Derek wanders off drunkenly into the night. He's walking in the middle of the street. As you do. As you do. And then um, a couple of hoons yeah. in, their, in their, their Ford come around. And... We should probably explain what hoons are. Oh, no, no, no. He's got to learn these by context. That's why I'm saying all these, these very Australian <laughs> terms. For our mostly American audience, we should probably explain what hoons are. No, 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 no. No, no, no. They can get it by context. It's a bunch um, of drungos in a car, mate. Yeah, bunch of drungos. <laughs> these are the important terms you need to be noting down, Ben, when you come over here to call when people. I, when, I, when I move to Australia, okay. Yeah, yeah. you gotta, you got to... Either call people drungos or be one. Those are the two states of being. <laughs> but they nearly run over this uh, old drunk, and he's like, ah, stupid drunks. Um, watch where you're going, that sort of thing. Yep. And then they turn around and try and run him over again. Mm. And I was like, what the shit? Who the fuck does that? But I, I guess it, some people would, yeah. I guess, because... I guess. Jesus. Um, what? Uh, and, and then they and then they get out. No, I'm not going to skip over that. Why would they try and kill people because of Jesus? <laughs> because Jesus. Oh, I said Ah Jesus. I said oh, Ah Jesus. Oh, that makes more oh. sense. All I heard was they do it because Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying they're beating up a, an old man who happens to be Jesus or an old man in the name of Jesus. I am I am using the Lord's name in vain. Because this is such a dramatically evil scene. Okay. Yep. Right. <laughs> I'm glad I have clarified that Perfect. up. So they, they beat up this poor old man. I felt really bad. But, but oh boy, they're going to get their comeuppance because they push him out into the water. Mm. Because the plot said so. And they had a little scene where the cro- you see the croc coming towards and you're like, oh, uh-huh. they had something... 
Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I like when he's standing there, just in the water, like uh, up to his waist, holding the old man above the water so he can punch him. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. Why did they go into the water? Um, it's so they can be eaten. Surprise. Yeah, because the croc comes up and it's like, oh, my, it's my dinner. Snacking on bad guys. And the crocodile... To its credit, only eats bad guys this film, yeah. including the child. <laughs> yeah, the child uh-huh. was an awful person. The evil child. Oh, I'm really glad the crocodile did the right thing and killed that poor sickly <laughs> child. It's basically their way of saying, oh, he was going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. He just made it quicker. Yikes. So, Rager Steve rocks up at the scene and is like, oh, a bunch of people died. How about this? Searches around the water to try and find any remains of the people that died in this particular spot. He's like, oh, that right there must be him. That must be him. Oh, wait. No, it's just a beer can. And I was like, Australia. Because Australia. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad even you, Ben, was like, that's Australia. What are you doing, you idiot? (laughs) We definitely have more beer cans in the water than we do crocodiles. That's that's for sure. Especially now, yeah. And the beer cans aren't going extinct, so... (laughs) Oh, with all all the bloody no-alcohol beers going around nowadays. Oh, yeah, they are almost extinct. Not if I have anything to say about it. Oh, I might make a few beers extinct. Oh, PC gone mad, I tell you what, mate. Yeah. Oh, PC gone mad. Let's go shoot some crocodiles. Yeah. (laughs) It's very Australian. So, uh, the Rangers' racist boss man has put out a reward for the crocodile, so now all the poachers are out hunting, and Ranger Steve is like, this is a terrible news. So he goes to the indigenous elder and they hatch a plan. Their plan? Is it, is this where they, they say they're just going to capture it? Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's the entire plan. That's it. That's the, that's the plan. They were, they're not going to kill it. They're not crocodile hunters because they're just going to capture it. Yep. That's Which it. I feel like the elder could have led with that. Yeah. From the beginning, be like, can we go catch this croc? Rather than just watching people go out and kill it. Yeah. Or like try mm. and kill it. And just saying, no, no, don't kill it. Don't kill it. But not actually doing anything about it. Just, oh, no. Yeah, they didn't offer a solution. They were just like, <laughs> no, kill just, it. No, don't, don't kill it. Let it kill everyone. Just don't kill it, though. Yeah. yeah. I guess he wasn't expecting it to go and kill mm-hmm. more people. He was expecting it to go back. But then he was like, oh, he's lost. <laughs> He doesn't know where he is. He can't go back. Oh, that's kind of awkward. He's, he can't... Oh, <laughs> Ooh, oh that's not good. Uh, Maybe we should do something about this. Yeah, it's not his fault, though. He was spooked by all the boats, you know? He's he's afraid of all the boats yeah, happening. Yeah, that's doesn't what, like it. That's, that's why he's killing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's go save this croc. So, yeah, their plan is, yeah, they're, they're going to capture the crocodile, take it back to uh, the area where it's from, and so they're like, we're going to do that. But the boss is like, we're not going to do that. We're the public service, not the secret service. Like that line. They were going to do it in secret because they can't let it out that they're not killing the croc. Mm. That'll give them a bad rep. Yeah, but the only way to find the croc is to work with the indigenous Australians because they actually know where it is. Yes. Uh, he doesn't want to do the secret service. He's like, oh, I don't want to do a secret thing. Secret service. Racist. The ranger guy's like, well, then I'll sign the thing. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty easy. Also, his handwriting was awful. Yeah, well. He was really, really awful. I feel like that was an... That, that was accurate to the time <laughs> That's period. pretty accurate to most Australians, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. 
he had, he had knocked back a couple of VBs, you know. He was living his best life. Ben, how's your handwriting? My handwriting's good. Oh. Uh, you're going to have to change I... that before you come down here. Uh, I've got to make it so that people can't read anything I write? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Just just, just cool. write it with your other hand. You're not you're non- <gasps> done. Then you'll fit in. Uh, they set off in their jeep to go and grab the crocodile. Meanwhile, two hunters are fishing by a river. Two poachers? Because hunters is too good. And they set up a net uh, between two trees across the river to try and catch some fish. I'm pretty sure you can't do that sort of thing, like cordoning off the whole river, because then you get a whole lot of other things that you're not fishing for as well, Um, which is why they're doing it at night. The crocodile goes into their net, and they're like, oh, it's not the bloody big crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not actually as smart as they say it is, apparently. Why, stupid (laughs) crocodile, it went into the net. Well, I guess they cordoned off the whole river and the crocodile was like, yeah. I need to get to where I'm going, so I'm just going to go through it. I don't know. Well, it does It does bust a big-ass hole in it. Yeah. So it could clearly go through. It just comes back. I believe I believe it's baiting them out so he can murder them. This is definitely, yeah, yeah this is definitely premeditated murder. This part, on the croc's behalf, because the croc very much wants to murder these two poachers. To be fair, they're poachers. Fuck them. <laughs> um, it's true. So one of the poachers is like, oh, is that a bloody crocodile in a net? And the other crocodile's like, fucking, yeah, cunt. We're going to go fucking kill that fucking crocodile. So <laughs> I'm going to grab this axe. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they grab this, <laughs> this flimsy axe and they go up to the crocodile and they hit the crocodile on the head with the axe i guess they're expecting it to like not bounce off the crocodile's head or something because the Mm. armor that the croc has is quite thick that's what happens it kind of repels the axe and so the poacher's like oh no and falls in the water and then gets his arm ripped off i I think the croc like freaks out when it's i don't know hit by an axe so uh, when it's hit, it like springs up, and he's not expect, and he falls. He gets his arm ripped off like an idiot. Yeah, pretty dumb poacher. <laughs> so now both of his friends have died, and now he's lost his arm. Mm. I feel like he's not the smartest. No, a tool in the shed. And then he, and then he doesn't stop there. Like he doesn't lose an arm, and then he's like. Oh, maybe I can't <laughs> do anything about this. Yeah, now he's... Maybe I all... should leave this croc alone. Maybe we should let other people deal with it. Because like, I've kind of got one arm now. I'm not going to really be able to do anything. No, he's like, yeah, I'm getting this croc. And decides to use the same axe. Mm. <laughs> I love he's carrying around this axe with his one hand for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. great character. It's pretty great. Steve and friends are in a dinghy on a river looking for a crocodile. They harpoon it a bunch of times. Wow, this sounds like a like a great kids film. Steve and friends <laughs> out on the water. Gotta grab a crocodile. Yay! Yay! <laughs> they harpoon the croc. They let the croc uh, drag him down the, the river for almost a full day, right? They set off at nighttime, harpoon the croc at nighttime, and then by the morning... Croc's real tired from dragging him around everywhere. There's a lot of dragging around. Yeah. So now that the croc's tired out, they force its mouth to be opened. They shoot a tranquilizer dart inside the mouth. Yep, makes sense. Ouchie, ouchie. I mean, yeah, it would, it would hurt, but it makes sense because they can't pierce the yeah. the thick, the leathery scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could tr- probably do the eye, maybe. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> that, what the fuck? No, that sounds so much more painful and more yeah. like that. Oh, oh, oh croc. 
They bruised its cheek with the dart. Oh no, nah, that sounds way too inhumane. <laughs> Shoot it in the eye, <laughs> says Sandro. Clock it in the eye. Exactly. Steve and friends just <laughs> shooting crocs in an eye. Honestly, I think Steve and friends would be a better title than Dark Ages. Dark <laughs> Age. I would have, I, I would have watched that. <laughs> Absolutely. Steve and friends, happy croc adventures. <laughs> oh, that's that's false advertising, sir. <laughs> So's Dark Age. I'd say Dark Age is pretty false advertising. Where's the reference to the prop? Yeah, there was zero Dark Ages that happened in the entire film. The yeah. only thing dark about it was that sometime it was at night. I, I, if it had cut back to to the 1800s, you know, maybe. When the indige- indigenous Australians were like... Yeah, yeah, if it had a flashback, maybe, then, then I would have forgiven it. But at no point... That would have been good. Anyway, they grab the croc. They they get this big old big old croc. They measure it. They're like it's twenty five and a half feet long. That's a long croc. That's a big old croc right there. That's a that's a big old croc. Yeah. Have you seen bigger <laughs> crocs, man? <laughs> My croc's a bit bigger than that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this. When when you get over here, Ben, you're gonna see lots of big crocs. Oh. <laughs> Look, that would have been fine if you said that before what I said, but you said it after, and now I just feel weird. <laughs> you're the one who said. You're the one who said that. You didn't need to say that. I think it was obvious where it was going. But <laughs> <laughs> so they've cordoned this off, and we see a big sort of panning shot of it, and I was like, "Yeah, that looked pretty good." Yeah, it looked like an actual crocodile. Was that? Yeah, no, that's when it looked good. Much better than the the floating prop that they used. Was it animatronics or were they using an actual croc? When it was going, when it was going into the water, that it looked a little bit like CGI. Yeah, it might. Oh, it could have been an actual croc that they green screened on when it was going in and out of the water, and then yeah, just just like a puppet. Because I think they use animatronics and yeah, a real life croc. They definitely do when it's chomping on people. That's definitely mm. animatronics. Yeah, I don't know. There was just there was just a frame where it looked more like CGI than mm. animatronic or real. But this is this is the best because it's now now we go into Harry and the Hendersons territory where they have this giant croc and they're they're driving around with this giant croc. <laughs> yeah, they put it on the back of their truck. Yeah. <laughs> they cover it up with a tarp. Yeah, yeah. So Unabundi is like, hey, we gotta go. We don't have time to keep this croc here. He's obviously got uh got some sort of hint that um the poachers mm. who we cut to One armed Joe. Yeah, what one armed poacher over here is like, Oh, I heard they got the crocodile. I gotta go ask it a question. Mm. So they they as as Sandra said, they hoist up a Croc on the back of the old pickup truck, you know, mm-hmm. and take it, take it to the the ancient watering hole of its birth or something, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where once the very hungry man or something, some some hungry man dove into the water mm-hmm. to look for food and then became a crocodile. Yeah, yeah. We get the dream story, which was really good to have in the film. Again, big improvement over Razorback, which did not have any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I love the dream stories. Dream mm. stories are fantastic. All, all of them are really great. I, lo- I love them. Yeah, they've got the croc in the back of the truck now. Yeah, the poachers know that they're on the move, 
So they head off. There is that scene where they want to weigh the crocodile, Ben, and they go to that, like, on the side of the road truck weighing thing, and the person who's weighing the truck yeah. sees the croc in the back. Just just casually, a 25-foot croc just in the back of a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Rele- obviously relevant to the plot. I don't know what, like... Yeah, I don't yeah. know what... Because well, I guess it gives the poachers time to catch up. Oh, yeah, and uh, for the visual context, they are now in the outback. It's gone from... Swamplands through the outback almost immediately, which is great. So yeah, like they were somehow got there very quickly. I know they filmed <laughs> in two very different parts of Australia for this, so it was a little bit weird. But you know, the poacher's car overheats, and we then see that Kathy is also driving her jeep to try and catch up with Steve. So that's great. She drives past the poachers, but then. She's like, oh, I, I don't have much time to catch up with with Steve. I'm going to go off-road. And in doing so, in going off-road, the dinghy that is on the top of her Jeep for some reason crashes down <laughs> and stops her. So then she's got to wait for Steve, who she's now apparently ahead of, to drive past. Uh, yeah. I, why was she ahead of them? Because she went off-road? It's not a great sequence. No, um, no, it's really not. Oh, I forgot as well, when she blocks the road, they have to <laughs> drive up into the side of the road, and then yeah. there's like a two-minute sequence where they get stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get stuck because she's she's there, which gives enough time for the bad guys who, who also have gotten stuck because their car broke down because it had overheated. Oh. What, what a riveting car chase. It's pretty bad. Still better than Fast and the Furious 9. I haven't seen it yet, but you're probably not correct. I, I haven't seen it either. Ben, have you seen it? No. I've, I've actually I've watched like the first few and then I was like they're dragging this up for too long. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, why is there nine? Why is there nine films? I think they get better at uh, number five. That's when uh, they got good. <laughs> it really gets into their own. In my well, that's no. when they became like heist films and not bad. Um, <laughs> wow. So now the truck is driving so fast they fly off a ridge and crash. But it just so happens that that is where the billabong is. So that's great. They don't need that truck anymore. It's broken now, so that's fine. We get the line, great place to park. Uh, He says it to her earlier when she parks in the way and they crash into her. And then she says it to him when he crashes into a ridge and sends Uma Bundy, just yeets him across. They almost trick you into thinking that, yeah, he dies. He's launched off the front because they ride on the front of the car. Is this something people do? In Australia, yeah. Ride wherever you want on the car. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is Australia. We're out in the bush. Yeah, car safety, yeah. So now they've got to get uh, Croc into the water. But before they're able to do that, the poachers have managed to catch up. Somehow to exactly where they were meant to be. I yeah. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Using psychic bad guy powers. <laughs> so Steve's like, I'll punch you all, and we get a fist fight that's pretty good. Then guns come out at some point, and there's a bit of a firefight. The the car chase was bad, but this action sequence is alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have a bit of an action scene. But Mundy uh like has he's in full like war paint. Yes. And he's got like a spear. And he, like, javelins one of the guys. And I'm like, damn. He's, like, 90 years old. He's he's whooping ass. Mm. He's kicking he's kicking balls, you know? 
Yeah, he does. He throws a spear at someone, but then also gets shot as well. Sadly. Yeah, he does get shot, though, which is a bit of a bummer, I've got to say. The dumb poacher with the axe uh, who, who got his arm ate is like, revenge, finally. So he goes into the water to where the croc is, his first mistake, hits the croc with an axe, his second mistake, and then he is unable to make his third mistake because he gets eaten. Yes. Yep. Pretty much. He got his comeuppance. So uh, they've indisposed slash killed all of the poachers and the movie ends with, with the crocodile going out into the water and then also Steve noticing that... Unamundi is dead, and uh, and he he's sad. He screams over the body, and that's where the movie ends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the movie. What a what a great ending. <laughs> and that's that's Dark Edge. They they feed Unamundi's two ribs or whatever they are to the crocodile. Mm. Oh, because the spirit. Yeah, the spirit. Like yeah, yeah. Because in the in the story, they've been looking after this crocodile. For literally like millions of years, uh, Undermundi is like the head of the looking after the crocodile. And when they die, they feed their two of their bones. I think it's their ribs. Two, two of their bones to the crocodile, so that their spirit may live on in the crocodile. Which I thought was very cool. So they do that. They do that bit, which I thought was good. And that's the movie. That's Dark Age. Which means we've come to the part of the show where we've got to rate it. Is this an oldie or a goodie? Zach, what do you think? Well, I would have probably given it an oldie, but for the one scene where they eat the child. And that's, that's as I said, one of those scenes where I go, oh, if they had, if they had murdered a child here, I would have rated this a goodie. Well, they did it. They did it, those mad lads. So I'm going to give them a goodie, just solely for that, and not because I actually thought the film was pretty good. I'm going to say a goodie. Uh, for similar reasons, very, very surprising. Murder in the child, that was very unexpected, and they did it. And just because it's just very Australian. And, like, I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. You need you need to say it's a good film because it's very Australian, and you don't want people to get offended over here. <laughs> it's a good film. I promise I watch Dark Age is good. <laughs> <laughs> Most Australians are like, what is that? I've never heard of Dark Age before. <laughs> what, what is Dark oh. Age? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck are you on about, you drongo? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. All right, two goodies. I, yeah, I'll give it a goodie as well. I don't know if it's better or worse than Razorback. I think they're probably about as good as each other. Mm. The horror and the gore here isn't as good, but the, I guess, message and story and diversity and like representation is quite good here as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a goodie as well. Three goodies for Dark Age. Good on him. A very three out of five for me, I think. Yeah, definitely. Now, just looking at the whole movie as a whole, what's one thing that you would add? What's one thing that you would remove just to improve your experience a little bit? What do you think, Ben? I would say adding a new title and just having more reference to the title. If, if you're going to keep the title at least have, like, some form of flashback, like I was saying earlier. Like, it would just make so much sense. Yeah. And then if I was to remove, remove the unnecessary, like, storyline between Kathy and Steve. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it does It does feel like their relationship was, was put in because there's got to be a relationship for the main character, you know? 
Like, maybe they could have had a more casual relationship. Like, yeah, they used to date, but now they, they you know, maybe they just have similar goals because she, she works in the community and he's part of this crocodile thing. So they, like, they tend to clash a lot, but they're still on friendly terms. Like, <laughs> that, that, wow, wouldn't that sound like a reasonable real-life relationship? Wouldn't that be... Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> but uh, instead we got what this film provided. Um, what I would add, I would add more child murders. More? I feel like we only got, <laughs> we only, we only got one. And I feel like uh, to really hammer it home, we should have at least three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least three, three, three child children. If you're going to yeah. kill a child, at least do more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh. They've all, of course, they've all got to be like orphans, and they've uh, got to be sickly. Uh. You know. <laughs> yeah. uh, the views of the co-host um, do not represent the other hosts or the show, or, or him himself, <laughs> or <laughs> the host himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is for a comedian. <laughs> Comedic purposes only, as he laughs through his teeth. And then, what would I uh, remove? <laughs> I would remove another arm from the bad guy, <laughs> so he's just wow swinging around with his teeth. Yeah, the love story is probably a good thing to remove. So I agree with that. The other thing I would probably remove is the car chase because it's dumb mm. and it's really stupid. And it doesn't make sense. It was a very tedious moment in the movie that took me out of the movie. And I would add... Uh, I'm going to add I'm gonna add a flashback. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a flashback. Ooh. So now we go through a checklist. Uh, this is a checklist we've been adding to throughout the year with various tropes that we've kind of noticed throughout 1987 so far. We are halfway through the year, so the list is quite long. Uh, and we will get rid of a bunch of stuff eventually. But... Bunch of tropes. Gonna go through them. See how well this film stacks up to everything else we've done this year. Number one trope, Ben. Do you think this movie had dumb characters? Like, oblivious characters, forgetting obvious things, making silly decisions. Do you think that was in this film? Yes. Okay. (laughs) The poacher. Like, (laughs) yeah. He picks up an axe to kill the croc. (laughs) To kill a croc. It's not even a big axe. It's like a small little hatchet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, was the bad guy from a foreign country. That's something else that's happened a lot this year in films. Mm. No. Uh, well, it depends who you call the bad guy, actually. The croc is from a different country. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I was also going to say we made this trope because, you know, we watch a lot of American movies. This is an Australian movie, mm. so therefore, yeah, all the characters are from a foreign country. <laughs> that's not... No, that's terrible No, that's logic. not... It, yeah. What? <laughs> What is this Drongo logic you're trying to put on us here? No, the bad guy was up from a foreign country. All the good guys live? No. No. Uh, Good guy sacrifices themselves? Not really. Not at any point. There wasn't really a power outage in this movie, so it doesn't get that one. Uh... Um, Female character's whole point is to fall in love with male lead. Well, they were already in love and then broken up and then may have gotten back together again. I I... Come on, they got back together again. They were like... After the sex scene, you know, they were close again. Yeah. It's it's definitely... The, the point is that the female's there just to be mm. a relationship. Yeah. Were there dead animals in this movie? Hmm, I wonder if animals <laughs> are ever killed in this movie. In this movie. 
Uh, I, I was thinking about this trope very specifically when this, the scenes of them just exploding crocodiles was playing. I'm like, mm, this is going to get the dead animal <laughs> trope at least, if it gets yeah, anything. It's true. Wow. Is it a ripoff of other famous movies? Yeah, this is a ripoff of Jaws. Jaws, yeah. Good on them. Does the vehicle break down? Yep, bunch of vehicles break down on that chase scene. Is there slow motion, though? No. Is there some at the very end where they're, like, chucking spears? I don't think so. A song with the title of the movie in it? No, but that would have been excellent. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, because the title's so bad. Yeah, the title's garbage. <laughs> but then the lyrics of the song would have been able to link the title of the movie with the yeah, movie itself. That is true. That is true. It would have improved the title, not, not <laughs> the song itself. Uh, noticeable green screen. I would say no, but Ben, you did mention there was some weird, like, almost CG-looking stuff at the end. So that could have yeah, been... When, yeah, when it was going into the water. Well, look, if someone noticed it, it gets the trope. It doesn't get narration. Uh, it doesn't get dubbed over dialogue. It doesn't end in a freeze frame. It doesn't get either of those. Was the hero an unlikable, likable hero? Like a hero you're rooting for, but you're like, oh, he's a bit of a bad bloke. No. No. But I did hate their relationship enough that I hesitated there. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently he, he cheated. So mm. I guess in that sense, true, true, which is not good. No, don't do that. O- overall, he's pretty pro crocodile, which is good. Yeah, he cares about wildlife. Not children, though. He doesn't care. About <laughs> apparently, he doesn't like childrens. <laughs> ah, oh, oh yeah, she she tries to throw that on him that it's his fault. That the crocodile ate a child. <laughs> and then it was like, well, you don't like children. <laughs> like, what? What? How is this his fault? A crocodile ate a... You were the one there. You hesitated for like five, and ten this, seconds. The thing is, this isn't even a crocodile that he's had to deal with before. It's not even one of his crocs. Mm. Uh, all right, the final few tropes. Was this movie bad porridge? Yeah, I would say this is some of the worst porridge we've seen. Really un- it's terrible porridge. Like, like ugh, it tastes... Gr- ugh, just thinking about this as porridge makes me feel sick. There's child in this porridge. No, thank you. Ugh. What do you think, Ben? Um, <laughs> well, when you, when you say it like that, bad porridge... <laughs> Yeah. Yep, yep. No, yeah, that's fair, cool. that's fair. It gets bad porridge. Uh, the, the next trope is magnets. <laughs> oh, right. We're keeping that trope. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say magnets, yeah. Yeah, yeah magnets. <laughs> we do have a only four tropes, uh, and the only one that we've got for only for horror, and I guess this is a horror film technically kind of according to Wikipedia, only for horror mm. Does this movie have spooky, scary graffiti? Oh, yeah, you you added that stupid trope. Why did I add that? What? I don't even remember what movie that was for. I mean, I unless you count the, 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 the writing of 1908 on the painting, <laughs> spooky, <laughs> scary graffiti. Oh, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Spooky. We have the art of the crocodile, mm. which had two scars on it. Oh, spooky. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Ancient graffiti, that was. 1908, ancient. (laughs) 
That's all the tropes. Uh, next second. <laughs> Fucking porridge and magnets. <laughs> magnets. It's time for raving, raving reviews. It's the part of the show where I get reviews from uh, the only source that matters, Rotten Tomatoes, and from the only people that matter, which is to say not critics. Oof. I've gotten several reviews. Unfortunately, there weren't many reviews for this movie, but... As per usual, when there's two people on the show that I can tell this to, it's more of a competition. So how this works is I'm going to read out what the person said in their review, and you have to guess what score they rated it. Yes. Between 0.5 and 5. Yeah. Jason says, music, awesome. Some funny ass calls and a kid gets eaten. (laughs) Make... For an all-around mad time at the cinema. <laughs> That's a good review. They were the... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sanjo, you've played this game before. What are you thinking? Ooh, the use of words like mad, I'm... Yeah, because <laughs> of that, I'm going to go like four out of five, I think. Ben, what are we thinking? He seems very enthusiastic about it. Mm, he does. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 4.5. That's a, that's a good guess, but you're both wrong. It's 3.5. Oh. We have Kayla, who says, like the Aussies review of Razorback, this is a beautiful movie worth a $10 pig. What? Um, $10 pig? I was, however, completely shocked when the alligator ate the baby. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that seems to be common. And I sadly dozed and missed... Bo Burnham being tossed from a jeep. Bo Burnham? A Burn Burnham. Oh, sorry, no, no, oh. Burn Burnham. <laughs> Burn Burnham. I don't know why I said Bo Burnham. <laughs> ben, what's your thoughts on this one? I'm going to say 1.5. Ooh, that's very low. Well, this person says it's worth a $10 pig, so that's got to be. It is worth a $10 pig. So what's the worth of a $10 pig? I'm going to go three. Okay, all right. It's three out of five. It's three out of five. Well done, Sandro. What are our thoughts, Ben, so far? Well, I'm losing, so I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's fair. Those Mm. are good thoughts. Uh, Sean says, surprisingly decent giant crocodile movie from Australia. Featured in the Tarantino Film Festival. Mm. I mean, come on. Croc eats a little kid. That won't happen in America. (laughs) Wow. It wouldn't. Uh, 3.5. Again, I'm not really picking up, like, super positive notes from these. So, yeah, 3.5 from me. I'm going to go with 3. It's just not not very positive. Uh, it's 2.5 out of 5. You were close. You were very close, Ben. That was, I, that was, that was my second guess. I was going to say it, but, like, I keep going lower and then... Oh, yeah, just... maybe that's a bit too low. Oh, um, yeah. It's almost like this This game is complete bullshit. Like, <laughs> what? Um, so, David says, a film so ridiculous, you can't help but laugh. And this is the final question. So Ben can force a tie. I'm going to do double points for this round. Oh, even more. Double points. So if you you manage to get this one, Ben, you will win. But if you don't and Sandra gets it, it will it will be still the same. You'll still lose. I need to I need to I need to process this. Can you read it? Can you read it again? All right. A film so ridiculous. You can't help but laugh. But you see, ridiculous can be... <sighs> could be either good or bad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Sandro first, because you're in the lead currently. 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Two point five. Oh, you're going two point five right down the middle. Yeah. Three point five. Oh. Because he's saying he's laughing. Um. So maybe like obviously that's not necessarily the intention of the film, but maybe that made him like it. Like he said, it's ridiculous. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Well, unfortunately for both of you, it's three out of five. <laughs> right in between both of your scores. So unfortunately, Woo! no one gets the point, which means Sandro manages to take it with a one-pointer. One-point lead. It's just like uh, hockey or soccer, one of those two sports. Soccer. All right, that is the episode, though, right there. Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, let people know where, where they can find you. Oh. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash Ben Pepsi. Links in the bio. You're on Instagram and Twitter as well. Wait, are you on Twitter? I am. I don't really use it, but I have it. So that's all there. Uh, links in the episode description. Just like links to our Instagram, our Facebook page, our email. If you want to get in touch and ask us a question, our YouTube channel, Patreon, you can head there. Join the $5 tier if you want. Get upwards of two bonus episodes a month. Space Jam, new legacy review should be going up uh, at some point soon as well when we both watch it. That is everything but choosing next week's episode, Zach, which is, it's on you. It's on you this time. You've got to pick it. All right. Well, I'm going to enlist Ben here to help me out. Oh, there are three options instead of the three million that we had this week. There's only three options for next week. Okay. Jaws, The Revenge. Oh. It's the fourth film in the Jaws franchise. Uh, it sees the return of Ellen Brody from the first one. She thinks that a great white shark is seeking revenge on her family because, of course, she's in the same family as the person that, that murdered the first Jaws. Okay. <laughs> yep. Look, they got pretty bad after the first one. Uh, nowhere to hide. A widowed Marine's wife must use her training to keep her child safe. I'm liking, like, the idea of you doing Jaws, bearing in mind you did the rip-off of Jaws <laughs> today. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, there is one more option. One more option. Those two don't sound great, but maybe this third option will turn you around. Uh, it's this little-known film um, called Robocop. Mm. Uh, it's about someone who's half-man, half-cop, but all bad-ass, apparently. To be fair, I do love Robocop. What is this Robocop? Ben, Ben, could you explain, sorry? You seem to have an intimate knowledge of this. What, what, what's going on here? I've, I I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched, <laughs> watched it in a while, but he's just half man, half robot. Like, and he's a cop. Oh, I see. You know what? You've explained that so thoroughly. I couldn't have yeah. got that from what Sandro said. <laughs> from the, yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. I always like to give way more information. <laughs> I just, yep. I just realized in my notes it says half man, half cop, not half man, half robot. That's not really, like, a guy that's half man, half, half man, cop isn't half really, cop. that's not really a selling point. He only eats half the donuts. Um... <laughs> What do you think, then? Well, Jaws would be good. I, I quite like the idea of if we do Jaws at some point. Mm. Um, Jaws 4 is considered pretty great in a terrible way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I was about to say, it, it does in a terrible... Oh. Michael Caine's in it for some reason. Oh, Michael Caine. All right, now I'm on board. Oh, now this makes it tricky. I, I, I think we'll go... Because, Ben, Ben, you said um, you liked Jaws to compare it with this. How about we do Jaws as a bonus episode at some point? And we'll do RoboCop this week because I want to see RoboCop 
um, because I want to watch good films. Not that this film was bad today, but I want to watch a five out of five movie. Next week, Robocop, which means wrapping it up with our favourite quote from the movie, and my favourite quote from the film has definitely got to be a serious quote. Ooh. The Crocs have been here for thousands of years. We've made them almost extinct in 20. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to go with one I brought up earlier, which is definitely my favourite quote, because I feel like it was the most clever, which is, proper bad luck, good boat, that dinghy. <laughs> and Ben, to wrap up the entire show, what is your favourite quote from the movie? Just hearing just hearing people say billabong. <laughs> that's not a, like, it's not even a word here. <laughs> and a billabong. Oh, yeah, the massive crook came down to billabong. <laughs> 